counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if this is your first visit, welcome aboard. It's really great to have you here. I hope you're having a good day. I'm recording this on a Sunday and the sun's actually out, so it's a really nice day. Now, what I want to talk about today is about, well, you know, when you're in a Facebook group where people say, if you follow me, I'll follow you back. Well, I want to talk about that a little bit because it's one of those things where on the face of it, it sounds like a really good idea, but there are some things that it's, you know, it's worth being aware of. So today I'm going to invite you to take a closer look with me so that you can make your own mind up if this is the right thing for you to do. So we're going to take a look at the good, the bad and the ugly of following other counsellors. But just before we do, I just want to take a little moment here because I want to just, I I think I just want to blow my own trumpet a little bit because I realised the other day that it's actually two years since I published the Grow Your Private Practice book and it kind of stopped me in my tracks because It kind of feels like both forever ago and yesterday, you know, it's one of those weird things, but it really made me stop and just think, wow, can't believe that I did that because writing a book always feels a little bit like it's something that other people do. Certainly not people like me, but, you know, basically I did it. Now, it's something that I wrote really because it's the sort of thing that I would have loved to have had when I started out in private practice because. I think after I'd finished doing all of that training to be a counsellor, I was so used to reading theory books and it was all very serious. I just wanted to write something that was really conversational to read, something that was going to be really easy to read, something that was actually even going to be fun to read. So I kind of went for it and it was, it wasn't easy. That's for sure. I'll maybe, I'll maybe talk about it on another podcast because, you know, it's worth, it's worth knowing what went into it because it's something you might want to do, but yeah, it's it's not easy, but you learn a lot while you're doing it. It really helps you to learn about what it is that you're teaching because you have to really understand it to be able to write about it. But it also is really great for personal development. I've, I learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about imposter syndrome, that's for sure. Um, and yeah, you do get that, fit, you know, it's a really massive sense of achievement after you finish a big project like that. So, so yeah, it's two years old. So if you want to check it out. So, so the book's actually split into three different parts. And it's one of those things when I started the book, it wasn't split into three different parts. I just started it and then it came to me that, it'd be better to have these different sections. So I've got a quick start section and that's really about how to get started when you don't know where to start. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, when I started out as a counselor, I was a single parent, I had two kids. So what I do is I talk about how to get started quickly and on a budget, you know, and you don't need a website. You can just get started without a website. So that's the first part. The second part is about mindset because 
I think mindset isn't really explored as, or given the the priority that I think it should have because mindset is everything when it comes to business. If you've got a little voice in the back of your head telling you that you're not good enough or telling you that you're a fraud, then no amount of knowing how to do something matters because you won't do it because you've got those nagging feelings and those nagging thoughts. So the middle section is all about mindset. So we look at how being in private practice really helps your personal development. And we look at lots and lots to do with mindset. And then the last section is to do with practical stuff. So it's about, you know, how to attract clients in a way that's going to feel right for you without selling yourself. I mean, I've I'm really, really big on this, this idea that, you know, you've got to sell yourself. Well, you don't. And if you feel like you're selling yourself, then I would say stop and take a step back because, you you know, if you're feeling like that, maybe maybe you're doing it wrong because you, you don't need to sell yourself. It's about helping people to get the help that they need. And that's your role within it. So that's what we talk about in the book. Now, it's had some great reviews on Amazon. So I'm dead chuffed about that. So maybe check it out. And, you know, why not pop it on your Christmas list? It's available on Amazon and I'll share the link in the bio too. So yeah, two years, go me. And if you if you have list, if you have read the book, I'd really love to know how you got on with it. So just drop me a line, either drop me an email, jane at janetravis.co.uk or find me on the social media. So the best place to find me is um, LinkedIn, which is just search for Jane Travis. It's Jane without a Y or on Instagram where it's grow your private practice. Come and say hi. I'd really love it if you did. Anyway, so back to what we're talking about today. So we're having a look at the good, the bad and the ugly of following other counsellors. So let's start with the good, because that's always a nice place to start, isn't it? So let's have a look at some of the positive things that can come if you connect with other therapists on social media. And I can, I mean, I'm sure there are more than three things, but when I was thinking about it, I thought of, you know, three main benefits that that there are with connecting with other people. And the first one is, I think it's just a really great way to get started. So if you're just starting out in private practice, you know, we all start from zero. So asking everybody that you know to support you and to follow you on your social media is a great way to just get that that initial boost, those first few followers. Seeing those numbers increase can be really great for your self-confidence. So I think just when you're starting out, not, you know, not just connecting with other counsellors, but, you know, connect with your friends, connect with your family, get them all to come and follow you on social media, but tell them what to do. Say to them, look, I'd really like you to click like, and I'd really like you to leave a comment on everything. Let them know what you want them to do, because that's what's going to make a difference. And the other two things are all about connections, really. So the first thing I think is all about building a network of business connections. And I just think this is a fantastic thing to do. You can start to get to know other counsellors and that means there's a possibility for you to get referrals from them. And of course, referrals goes both ways. They might send referrals to you, but it's great to know who you can send people to that you trust. Now, when I used to run the Lincoln Counsellors Network, we all got to know each other. We all got to know our niches, And it meant that when it came, you know, somebody phoned us up with something that, you know, wasn't okay for us to deal with, it meant that you could refer on with confidence. And that really makes a difference, doesn't it? So you can get a business connection there. 
and meet meet with people on that business sort of level. But the other thing is that you can start to make some personal connections. Now, as I'm sure you're aware, counselling can be a very lonely profession. So connecting with, supporting and engaging with other counsellors on social media can be a really great way to make some new friends and get a support network. And I know several people that I first met on social media that have gone on to become actual proper friends that I've actually met. You know, it's a great way to make friends. So yeah, that's a really good benefit of connecting with other people or other counsellors on social media. So let's have a look at some of the things that are maybe not so good. So here are some things that I would suggest watching out for. Now, Although having friends and family and other counsellors support you when you're starting out, as I've talked about, it can also have a detrimental effect on actually growing your following. And there are two reasons for this. The first thing is these people aren't actually your potential clients, so they're not really likely to feel compelled to engage on what you post. So they're following you because they're your friend. They're following you in good faith. But ultimately, if your posts don't interest them, and they might not because it might just not be something they're interested in, then people are going to be less likely to engage. And remember, engaging is people clicking like, commenting or sharing something that you've put out there. And if people follow you, but then don't engage with your posts, so as I say, if they don't like, comment or share them, then that tells the algorithms on social media that your post isn't interesting. And the problem with that is it leads to your next post being shared to fewer people and so on and so on, which can obviously have a serious impact on the effectiveness of your social media strategy. Now, something else that can happen is that it can give you a false sense of security when you see all those numbers on your account. But to make social media really work for you, it's about appealing to the right people so that the right people follow you. You want to get authentic followers, people that are going to follow you because they're really interested in what you say. Because although it's nice to see lots of numbers, you know, lots of people following us, we're on social media because we want to attract people that are going to go on to become clients. You know, we're not on social media just for fun, even though we can have fun on there. But really what we're doing on social media is we're using it as a business strategy, you know, to to connect with people, to get that know, like, and trust factor, to have people, uh, to help people to share interesting things with them so that they follow you so that they can learn things that are going to be helpful. And then ultimately, if they need some counselling, then you're going to be the first person that they think of. So having numbers on your social media account that aren't ideal clients can can kind of lull you into a false sense of security. You know, it it can kind of make you feel that you've got lots of followers that and that you're doing well when actually if they're not potential clients, then then there's more work to be done there. And something else to be aware of is that following other therapists can spark comparisonitis. And I've been like this before. It's not unusual. So if you see other people and you think that those people might be increasing the number of their followers more quickly than you, or if you think that they're in some way better than you, that can have a real detrimental effect on your confidence, can't it? And that can make you doubt your own abilities. And for some, that can get to the point where it makes them ultimately give up on social media. It just feels too hard. 
which clearly isn't good. You know, it's, it's, you, you can totally do it. I mean, if you struggle with your social media, remember, I, I can help you. This is literally what I do for a living. You know, in the, so in the, in the Grow Your Private Practice membership, we've got loads of help available for you from the Social Media Made Simple course, which is a full-on course about social media. We also have monthly meetings where I share copy and paste templates of social media posts. And we have monthly Q&A sessions. We have a supportive community. And help is only ever a click away. Now, yes, I know I copied that line from the fairy godmother in Shrek 2, but it fits because help is always going to be just a click away. So that means if you're trying to uh, write a, a, a post for social media and you're thinking, oh, crikey, I'm not sure, you can just go into the group and say, guys, what do you think of this? And get some feedback and get some help. So, yeah, don't, don't struggle alone. You know, I'm, I'm here for you. Now, the other thing to be aware of is something called engagement pods. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Now, an engagement pod is where you get together with other people to support each other in your social media. Now, I used to do this for members of the, of the Grey Private Practice Club because on the face of it, it seemed like a really good idea. So basically, it was a case of, right, if we all support each other and if we know when other people have posted, we'd go and post on that, you know, we'd click like, we'd comment. And again, especially if you're just starting out, it's a way to really get started. So there seem to be lots and lots of really positive reasons to do it. And obviously that's why I did it. I thought it's a really good thing to do. But for the reasons I've already stated, it's just not the best way to go. And it can take up a lot of time by going in and having to, you know, comment on other people's posts that maybe you're not that interested in. So, I mean, I suppose really, when you think about it, it's no good getting a hundred comments. If none of them are going to be from your ideal client, that's just a vanity metric. And we're not here for vanity metrics. We're here to help you to get more people following you on, on social media that will ultimately either become clients or refer people to you. It's, you know, we're here for business. Okay. So engagement pods, like I say, they seem like a really good idea on the face of it, but in actual fact, they're, they're not really a good thing to do. Okay. So let's get down to the ugly. So we're looking at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here goes with the ugly. So to be honest, I'm saying this, to be honest, I really doubt that you do this, but really it's just a word of caution. And that is about buying followers. Now you've maybe had messages in your inbox telling you that you could get thousands of followers. And I know that it sometimes can feel quite tempting, but look, just don't do it. Remember, one of the things about being on social media is that it gives you a chance to connect with people and to get that really important know, like, and trust thing going on. So buying followers, it's just not authentic. Slow and steady is always going to be better. Yes, it can be a little bit frustrating if it's not going as fast as you want it to, but you're going to be attracting the right followers for the right reasons. And that's far better than having thousands of followers that aren't interested in what you do. And of course, another benefit of slow and steady is that you can cut your teeth and learn how to use social media, knowing that your social media posts are not going to get seen so much at the start because you just haven't got as many people following you. And that actually is great 
because it means that you can practice your social media and you can start to grow your confidence and you can start getting better and better and better so that, you know, you can naturally then grow. Okay, so today we've explored the good, the bad and the ugly of following other therapists on social media. So we've looked at how it can be a really great way to get started and to start making connections with other counsellors and friends and family as well. We've also explored how following other people in this way can actually have a really detrimental effect on the engagement that you get on your social media, which can actually lead to fewer views so you grow more slowly. And it can also trigger comparisonitis and have an impact on your confidence and self-esteem. And we've also touched on how buying followers is never a good idea. So look, I hope that this has helped you to decide whether or not you want to do follow for follow because it's not as straightforward as it first appeared. So give it some thought and decide what's going to be the right thing for you. Okay, so I hope that this has helped you to decide whether you want to do follow for follow because it's not as straightforward as it first appears. So give it a little bit of thought and, you know, think about what's going to be the right thing for you to do. So all that's left to say is is goodbye for this time. Now, just a quick reminder to make sure that you get every podcast episode sent directly to you. Just make sure that you click on subscribe so that you don't miss any of the future episodes. And look, I really would love it if you'd come and connect with me. I always love to connect. The best place to find me is on LinkedIn. And on LinkedIn, just search for Jane Travis and it's without a Y. So it's Jane without a Y. Or on Instagram, go and have a look for Grow Your Private Practice please contact me let me know how you're getting on let me know how you found this and yeah just say hi so that's it for this week have a fantastic week and i look forward to speaking to you again soon bye bye thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed this then please subscribe to the show and while you're there i'd love it if you could leave me a big shiny five-star review bye